0: You're listening to Focus on the Bible. Jesus was a master storyteller. And in Luke chapter 18, he tells a great one. Let's focus on the Bible. I want to first read this great story told by Jesus in Luke chapter 18. And then we'll come back from the beginning and get some definitions, highlight some words, and we'll really dig for this While we focus on the Bible today, let's read together. Luke 18, now in verse number 10, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. You know the type, right? There's a self-righteous person in this story, and then there's the very opposite who wouldn't even look up into the heavens. He beats on his own breast rather than boast of his very best. Let's break this down and get the context first. In verse 9, before Jesus began the story, we get this context provided by Luke, this great historian. He says, he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Ah, so there's the context. Jesus felt a need to tell this story while he was among these people who were trusting in their own righteousness, and Jesus tells this story to make the point to these self-righteous people that they're not the hot shots they think they are in the eyes of God. Now, let's point out here that this is a parable. This is not a story that actually happened, that Jesus was telling a known event. It's a parable. It's a parabolic statement made by Jesus to make a point. There weren't two real men in the temple who had those two attitudes that Jesus observed and then related their story. It's a parable. It's a story told by Jesus in order to make a truth stand out. And there are two people, characters in this story. The one is a Pharisee. What do we know about those people? Well, the Pharisees were known to be really obsessed with obeying the law of Moses. In fact, they thought they were so good at obeying Moses' law, they had that in the bag and they actually added their own oral law to Moses' law. And they trusted in themselves that they were righteous enough for God while looking down their long religious noses at other people. That's what Pharisees were known for. And it was known that Jesus had the most trouble with those Pharisees because that's just tough, right? When someone thinks that they're too righteous to need Jesus as a Savior, well, they're going to be on unsolid ground with Jesus, the other character in the story is a publican. Now, that's a fancy name for a tax collector. What were they known for? Well, they were very unpopular people. They were unpopular because it was known that a lot of them were cheaters. They would come banging on your door demanding that they receive a tax from you, and they made it up as they went along. If they could get it, they would. And they were known to be cheats and despised in the community. You couldn't have two more different people than these two that's revealed in the very prayers they make as they go to the temple to pray. Now, they're not hearing a preacher. No one has invited them to pray something. They went to the temple themselves by their own wishes, and they offer these prayers to God. It's very interesting that the Pharisee, Luke says, stood and prayed thus with himself. With himself. It's as though this prayer didn't make it past the ceiling of the temple. This guy is praying with himself. It's not a prayer towards God, to be received of God. He's praying with himself. And as he prays, it's clear what his attitude is about himself. He's better than other people. Why is he better? Because of the things he's doing. Verse 11 says, The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are. (laughs) Wow. I don't think this guy would be fun to eat breakfast with. He's stuck on himself. He's full of himself. When he gives thanks to God, he's thanking God that he's better than everybody else. He says that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. So he's looking right at the tax collector and thanking God that he's not like him. And then he details it to God in his prayer, how good he is. Verse 12, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. He has this little man, a great need to detail his deeds before God. And in making a plea for how he should be justified, that is shown to be holy in the eyes of God, he appeals to himself. He appeals to the works that he does. He fasts, and he does it twice every week. And he gives tithes all the time of all his money. And based on that, this man apparently has a great opinion of himself that he must be approved by God for his own works that he does. The publican couldn't be more opposite in his attitude of himself And God. Verse 13, and the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breath. This man is actually full of contrition. This man knows his place before God, he knows God's place before him. He's not able even to look toward the heavens, and he beats on his breast in sorrow for what he knows he is a sinner, and he sees God for who he is, the master, the Lord, the only one who is the right judge of men. He stands afar off. He beats on his breast. He makes a very short prayer to God. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. But, buddy, when he prayed that little short prayer to God, he hit a home run in the eyes of God. Let's break this down. This word merciful, the request made by that tax collector. In the Greek, he spoke a word, helaskomai, helaskomai. It's a word that means to conciliate. And it's a word that is a cousin of another Greek word, helasterion, helasterion that is translated as a propitiation when it refers to Jesus and what he did on the cross. Jesus made a propitiation payment to God at the cross. It means that he fully satisfied the demands of God for our sins payment. The hilasterion, the satisfactory payment. And it's that which this sinner appeals to. For his own conciliation with God. And that word is also used to describe the mercy seat of God. I want to describe this today. The mercy seat is the cover, it's the lid of this box of God, the Ark of Moses. And that is the thing that represents the very presence of the holiness of God. And that high priest, when he would enter into the Holy of Holies to make an offering for the sins of the people one time a year, he would take the blood of an animal sacrifice that represented the blood of Jesus to come. And he would dip his fingers in that blood and he would flick his fingers with that blood onto that golden lid of the mercy seat. Do you picture this, friend, in your mind? The blood of the sacrifice is now sprinkled on the lid, the mercy seat of God, and it's there that conciliation is made. It's called the place of expiation. It's the place of doing business with God. Blood on a top of gold that settles the business of God with sinners. Now we know that no animal sacrifice ever pleased God. No no animal's blood ever actually paid God, but it was God's way of symbolizing what the lamb of God one day would do at the cross, and Jesus Christ ascended, not into a temple made by man's hands, but he went into the very temple in heaven. The book of Hebrews in chapter 9 and 10 speaks clearly of this, that Jesus went into the temple of God in heaven and sprinkled his own blood on that mercy seat never touched by man, and that satisfied God forever over the price of sinners who need conciliation like that poor tax collector who knew himself for what he was, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That man sees his shortness. He sees his stature as a sinner. He sees himself as one not to be recognized as holy in the eyes of God and takes his rightful place as a sinner and begs God for mercy and his eyes are on the mercy seat of God and the payment made that would satisfy God over the payment of his sin forever. And when he prayed that simple prayer, God, be merciful to me, he's appealing to the righteousness provided by the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who one day would die in the near future to cover the sin of that man who saw his place and took a humble position before God. Verse 14 caps off this great story. Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The one is lifted up, the other is lowered. Friend, let me tell you the truth, because I love you so much. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning into our show. Thank you for being a faithful listener. But friend, I have to tell you something. If it's in what we do that earns a spot in heaven, then Jesus was wasting his time. Do you really think that God would send His only begotten Son into the world to seek and save that which was lost if the lost could find themselves, if the lost could pay their own way, if the lost could conciliate before God, if the lost could put something on that mercy seat that actually would please God? Don't you know that God would spare the blood of His only Son and never have it spilled if we could make our own way? Friend, I have to say this in a very blunt way, but I didn't become a preacher to fall short of telling the truth. Friend, if you're trusting in what you could do to make yourself righteous in the eyes of God, you'll go to hell over what you could do. The only way into the holiness of God would be that we find ourselves in a humble position, that we admit the truth, that we can't do a thing that would buy our way into the righteousness of God. But we appeal by faith, To what Jesus paid when he dripped his blood on the ground under that cross. And then he took what was left of his blood and offered it in the holy temple of God his Father on the mercy seat in heaven. There rested his blood on the gold top of the mercy seat and it satisfied God forever. The Bible says by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries, Incorporated. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can write to us at Focus Ministries, Incorporated, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. We hope to see you again for next week's episode a focus on the Bible.